When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as a vulgar person. Uh, and this guy's making sure that on my last episode before turning 42, uh, that I don't curse on this episode. I so, never said anything about know. that, we're, Derek. We're, but we're if, that's, if, if you want to try to do that, then I'm, I'm down. Anyway, let's, let's see what happens. I feel like I'm going to blow it right out of the gate. But of course, <laughs> uh, this guy is the vice mayor around these parts. He's also known as Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Well, hey, maybe maybe today was a little foreshadowing of what's going to happen a, a week from now. Diamondbacks handily beat the Los Angeles Dodgers this afternoon out at Salt River Fields. And we're only a week away from opening day, Derek. So, uh, I mean, I guess maybe the Dodgers aren't going to, you know, put in their their guy from single A who uh, who very much struggled in this game today. He Don't may say or may that. not maybe pitch they on will. opening maybe day. They will. Maybe yeah, maybe they that will. guy is going to make uh, the opening day roster. Fingers crossed. Who, uh, who knows? Maybe maybe oh, maybe this was just a preview. Don't call it. Uh, don't call it a prediction. Call it a spoiler. But uh, yes, the Arizona Diamondbacks handled the Dodgers today with a very potent offensive uh, first inning. Uh, meanwhile, they uh, get they lose to the Cubs over at Sloan Park. They had a split squad situation today playing two games. Uh, and the big story, of course, is the battle for the fifth rotation spot for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have two guys currently uh, basically in the competition. It's Dre Jameson and Ryan Nelson, and both guys started today. And uh, if you want to see just a little preview of what those two outings look like, I think, Damon, we have a little image that kind of exemplifies uh, what these guys did today? Yeah, right there, <laughs> right there. Did you really Photoshop hats? Yeah, I threw a little, I threw a little hats on them, little hats. But anyway, you should fill the audio only people. Yeah, so like, it's well, the Spider Man well, meme yeah. of the two Spider Mans pointing at each other. Spider Men, Spider. It's you know, Spider Men. It's not Spider Mans yeah. uh, with Diamondbacks hats on. Uh, and of course, that is an example, a metaphor, if you will, for how these two young pitchers. Uh, outings went today because very similar and it doesn't make uh, Tori Lavallo's job any easier on no. this decision at all. No, it really doesn't. And it doesn't make our job any easier in trying to predict who the winner of that battle is going to be. Your job, not my job. Yeah. My job's to drink beers. Pal. I have I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I purposefully I was going to release my uh, my third iteration of my roster projection for the Diamondbacks. I was going to release that Injury over on GoPHNX.com. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> title's not official yet, but uh, 
But yeah, I was going to release that before the game today. And I was like, you know what? I should wait. I should see what happens. Both mm-hmm. Dre Jameson and Ryan Nelson are pitching today. Understandable. Uh, it would, you know, I'd look a little silly if I pick someone and, yeah. then that, and then that guy blows up or something today. But yeah, we didn't get, really get any kind of clarity whatsoever. Uh, Dre Jameson, four and a third innings, four hits, four runs, four walks, seven strikeouts. Ryan Nelson over at Sloan Park, four and two thirds innings. Four hits, three runs, two walks, three strikeouts. So uh, there's just not really a big enough difference. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, we still really don't know. And I don't think the Diamondbacks know either. Uh, based on what Tori Lovello has said, it doesn't sound like the Diamondbacks really no. have a very clear direction on this, at least not with what they've told us. Um, I mean, it, it goes beyond that, Jesse, because it it's not just today's outings. It's the entire spring so far. Dre Jamison might have a slight edge because Ryan Nelson did have couple of rough starts to start spring training but he's gotten back on track and Jamison I don't want to say he's he's fallen off or regressed but he's given up he, he, his outings haven't been so clean as they were so they yeah. kind of met in the middle uh, both have 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 14 innings pitched with Nelson having a third more innings pitched uh, Jamison's given up 16 hits 12 runs 12 earned runs Nelson 20 hits 12 runs 12 earned runs uh, Jamison's walks seven Nelson's walked eight. Jameson <laughs> has 19 strikeouts. Nelson has 13 strikeouts. That's the only big That's the big really. difference, yeah. right? And then the ERAs are very similar. 7.71 for Jameson, a little bit higher ERA than Nelson, uh, who has a 7.53 ERA. Uh, and uh, <laughs> pretty much the big difference there is that extra a third of an inning pitch for Nelson. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, these guys have both pitched five games. Jameson has had five starts, whereas – Ryan Nelson had four starts and one right. like kind of a long outing out of out of the pen. Yeah, I'm not going to say that was it, more semantics than anything. It else. really yeah, was. Yeah, it, they both pitched in five games. they both pitched in five games. That's that's really the story there. Uh, yeah, I I think Jamison overall, my assessment, I think Jamison overall maybe looked a little bit better than Ryan Nelson. Uh, we were both at Salt River today, so. Uh, we didn't we didn't see Ryan Nelson pitch in person right. today, so I can't speak much to his outing. Uh, Jameson, uh, 10, I believe he got 10 swings on his slider. Eight of them were misses. So his slider has continued to be a really effective weapon. It's his form. best pitch. Yeah. And Ryan, yeah, he said it was his best pitch today, which which makes sense. I mean, I think it is. Uh, and then Ryan Nelson, I think the question there is still what exactly is his go to secondary pitch? He sure. kind, He has a few of them. Uh, they kind of come and go, it, it seems like, but his four-seamer is real and legit and probably one of the best four-seamers in the organization, frankly. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a tough decision, and uh, I still lean Dre Jameson a little bit. He's kind of been the guy I've picked all along. Um, but, I mean, we've got one more outing, Derek. I think yeah. they're both going to throw one more time next week. Correct. And- Tori said both pitchers will have one more start. And that no decision has been made up to this point. Yeah. Uh, Dre did have um, some thoughts after today's game, just once again about what he can and can't control. Um, and uh, here's his thoughts on that. We got that? Um, no. I mean, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do what I can. Um, and like I've said every time, it's out of my control. Um, it's in my control to go out there and compete and do the best that I can. But decision-wise, it's out of my control. So um, it is frustrating with four walks. Um, but at the end of the day, it's I think I controlled it a little bit. Yeah, I walked a guy. But then I then resulted in getting a ground ball double play and not letting anything blow up. Now, I think a big thing here, too, is that Dre Jamison did have a rough uh, first inning. 
and he was really, really mad about the walks. He did not like those four walks that he gave yeah. up today. That kind of uh, that I think that bothered him more than the the earned runs that he gave up, right? But uh, the one thing that you know Jamison did do was rebound from a tough first inning, whereas uh, Ryan Nelson kind of had had a pretty pretty solid outing going. I think through three, he'd only given up one hit and one run, yeah, uh, through three innings. But then things kind of fell off there a little bit at the end. So I don't know how that impacts the decision or if it impacts the decision at all. But once again, Tori Lavolo did have uh, a little bit more on how difficult this is uh, for, for the organization and how difficult it's been to send down the, the other guys that were part of this competition. Probably. Yeah, probably. We want to take as much time as we can to evaluate them. And it's a very tough decision, right? So two have been sent out. Those were not easy discussions for any of us. Um, and we just want to, we want to be as thorough as we possibly can. So, We'll ride it out as long as we can um, and make the best decision moving forward for this team. So we, nothing's been decided. Uh, you know, as of our discussions this morning, nothing has been been figured out. Those guys will each get one more today, right? Yes. With yes. uh, Higgins, and that was him confirming that they both do get one more start. Uh, and yeah. Obviously, this is the biggest, uh, the biggest competition right now on the team. But it's not the only competition no, going on the not. team, right? Uh, a lot of you have asked us about Kyle Lewis versus Paven Smith and which one of these guys end up on the roster. We don't even know technically if it's between these two guys, but eh, we kind of know. know. <laughs> we kind of know, right? And uh, Kyle Lewis is not making this easy. Again, much like this decision between Jamison and Nelson, both guys have had a pretty outstanding spring, but uh, it... Well, well, I mean, common Smith, sense. Smith has had a solid spring. Kyle Lewis is sitting 478. He's had an <laughs> insane spring, right? But I mean, uh, the my point that I was making is it feels like common sense wise that Paven Smith is is the decision. But yeah. Kyle Lewis is just having such a good spring, especially at the dish. We saw him out in the outfield today. Didn't didn't look he, he wasn't going to blow your mind with his defense. And we knew that that was going to be. Mo the, the most likely case in the corners for him but uh he, it's just hard to deny what he's doing at the plate right now he's having an outstanding uh spring so far yeah kyle lewis i mean another another home run in in this game today he was one for three with a walk uh you look at the numbers overall for spring training lewis as i said 478 571 on base percentage he's slugging literally a thousand uh payman smith Holding his own, right? Hitting 333 uh, with an on-base percentage of 333, a slugging percentage of 444. So I think uh, from a slash line perspective, there's no comparison here. Kyle Lewis deserves to make the roster over Paven Smith. Uh, the question that we've uh, continued to come back to is who is the Diamondbacks' backup first baseman uh, if they if they give that spot to Kyle Lewis? Uh, and there are some reasonable options. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Played eight games at first base last year for the Toronto Blue Jays. Evan Longoria has a lot somehow, of experience. He has there. Evan Longoria has somehow <laughs> never played a game at first base in really? his career. Really, never, never. Wow. not a single inning at first base I, I in feel, his career. I feel like his name is a name that we would bring up as a potential candidate. Yeah, right. Uh, and I, I don't know. I mean, the the thought there is that third base is 
maybe a little bit harder to play defensively. Yeah, yeah. If right? you can play third base, generally speaking, you, should be you able can to play probably first. play first base. Yeah. It's just a matter of are the Diamondbacks, I mean, I haven't seen, like, if they were planning on using Longoria in that spot, you'd expect the D-backs would have given Longoria at least a game or two at first base by yeah. now. Yeah, But I don't think we've seen like, that. Like so. Kyle Lewis is getting some time in the outfield this spring, even yeah. though there's a good chance that he might not see any time in the outfield in, in the regular season this year. We we might not yeah. see Kyle Lewis do anything but DH potentially. Again, that limits uh, Torrey Lavello's ability to to utilize someone like Kyle Lewis or Pavin Smith multiple roles and have them be an asset outside of just you know what what they're able to provide uh, at, with a bat in their hand, right? But yeah, you were telling me Pavin Smith has not walked in spring yeah, training. Yeah, Pavin yet. Smith has twenty seven plate appearances. He hasn't walked. Um, That's wild because again, yeah. uh, we've talked about this a bit, but Pavin Smith is constantly being complimented on his plate discipline and his ability to know the strike zone. So no walks doesn't exactly back that up. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's some guys in spring training. Maybe you're taking a little more of a free swinging approach. Um, I don't necessarily know that that's what Pavin is, has been doing, but yeah, I mean the the other side of this is Kyle Lewis bats right handed, Pavin Smith bats left handed. I think on on that front, uh, that would probably push things in Lewis's favor. The Diamondbacks still have a pretty left handed heavy lineup, yeah. uh, even after trading Dalton Varsho. So uh, that that could factor into it as well, but. As we've talked about before, there, it still feels like there has to be some level where Kyle Lewis is just knocking the cover off the ball so much that it's it's tough to look that guy in the eyes and say, you know what, we didn't quite see enough and we want you to start the year in AAA, even though, uh, yeah, you won the Rookie of the Year award in the American League a few years ago. And, and sort of, at least from what we can tell, Kyle Lewis looks uh, every bit uh, the player that he was, at least offensively. It's hard to argue with what we've seen so far. And I think if you're a fan of this team, he's a guy to to kind of dream on a little bit. I mean, that the reason the Diamondbacks made that trade uh, where they sent Cooper Hummel over to Seattle was that Kyle Lewis has some, some untapped potential. He has a ceiling that he can reach that people, some people, think he still has the opportunity to reach at this stage in his career and we're kind of seeing some flashes of that every now and then right now. I think uh, there's more battles going on, right? And uh, I don't know where this is all going to like end up because there's a lot of things right now that for this team that are going well that we don't quite understand. And there's a lot of things not going great for this team right now. Um, so like Kyle Lewis's bat, I still, I still don't quite understand how – you know how how he's having such an outstanding spring, but I mean, it's all this hard was, contact too. Yeah, it's really hard contact. This guy is a former American League Rookie of the Year, though, and I think that's the thing is is like even if he might never be the defensive player he was, yeah, that part's not going to come back. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it's 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 held him back at the dish at all. So, but uh, when it does come to the other side of the ball, of course, uh, besides Dre Jameson and uh, Ryan Nelson, Tori Lavella has some decisions to make about the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, and today things were kind of all over the place. Um, some guys had some completely uh, outstanding outings and continue to Juris uh, Familia. We were, <laughs> we were discussing how to pronounce his name before the show. Juris <laughs> Familia. Uh, two, uh, two thirds of an innings pitch today. One hit, zero runs, uh, one walk, two strikeouts. Currently has a 1.35 ERA this spring. 
Yeah. And I mean, I think he's, he's been utilized quite a bit too. It's not like he he's has. just been, he's been scarcely used. Yeah. I think Familia, I, I would just about take that to the bank at this point. I think Familia is probably going to make the team. That's wild. Um, not something we thought when the Diamondbacks picked him up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he had an ERA over six last year. Yeah. Uh, he got released, I think it was, by the Philadelphia Phillies. Red Sox picked him up for the rest of the year. And he still was basically the same guy in ERA over six as well in Boston. So uh, he seems to have found something. Again, you don't you don't really know for sure until the regular season rolls around and you're yeah. pitching in some higher leverage true. situations. But I think you can just about take it to the bank that Familia will be a part of this bullpen. Cole Solcer is another guy that I think has a really, really good chance. Uh, he threw today against the Cubs an inning and a third uh, he did allow a run, two walks, one strikeout, not his best outing, but he has a 1.17 ERA uh, and has had a really solid spring training overall. Uh, so I, I would probably put Solcer in there as well. We've also got Luis Frias, who had a not great outing uh, in uh, <laughs> against the Cubs today. No. He did not get an out and allowed two hits and two walks, uh, three runs. His ERA for spring is now up over six and... I don't know this for sure, Derek, but we've had some not great performance uh, from Luis Frias in the past at the big league level. When he has come up, he just has not been good in really any shape or form. He's walked a bunch of guys. He doesn't get that many swings and misses. It hasn't looked good. And uh, he's had a decent spring up until today. My guess is that that outing might be enough to knock him out of this race and and uh, have him sending uh, packing up. Uh, heading to Reno to start the year. Especially this close to the season. I don't see there being time to make any kind of other impact. But uh, Yeah, even if he has a good outing the next time out, I, I don't know if the full body of work is something you feel good enough about at this point. I'm ready for a Cole Sulcer and a Julius Familia in, in the bullpen. I'm ready for some new blood. I'm ready for uh, the Diamondbacks to give other guys an opportunity. I say that because one of our big concerns, obviously, was that the bullpen had remained basically unchanged to a degree and i mean now due to the injury to melanson and some changes some free agency andrew chafin which by the way hearing that song today at salt river fields about the pickup truck once again <laughs> uh warmed my heart i haven't heard that song in years but uh great uh, great opportunity for the diamondbacks to turn things around at least with the bullpen from what we saw last yeah. year yeah i mean at this point and i'll go ahead and spoil what i'm gonna what i'm gonna write tomorrow uh, this is who I think the D-backs bullpen is going to be. We don't know for sure. Whoa, spoiler this is, alert. This is, this is who I got. Spoiler right? alert. You got Joe Mantiply, Andrew Chafin, Kyle Nelson. I think those are your three lefties. Okay. You got Kevin Ginkle, Miguel Castro, Scott McGuff, Juris Familia, Cole Sulcer. Those are your five righties. There's, I, your, there's your eight guys. Right I there. like that. And honestly, Familia is probably the only one that I didn't expect to see there. Sure. Or didn't think that there was a strong possibility that we could see there. Obviously, Very there's fair. other guys there that I'm sure I, I thought would have been probably edged out if Melanson and uh, Corbin Martin were still in the mix for the, right. for the bullpen. But uh, things are different now. And the Diamondbacks, yeah. luckily, uh, for once, have enough players uh, to lose some to injury and, and be able to back them up. Uh, and honestly, I think the most – it sucks that it happens this way. Nobody wants to see someone get injured and then – yeah, uh, you know, ha have them lose the opportunity that way. But if you want to talk about the opportunity being created for guys to step up and and you know win a job and help this team win baseball games, 
this is it, you know, versus what we yeah. saw last year over the last two years where it just felt like the Diamondbacks did not have anywhere close to the pieces to put a competitive team out there on the field, right? At the very least, I mean, to your to your point earlier, there's some turnover here. Yeah. Like, it's not like the Diamondbacks are coming back this season with the exact same guys who really struggled last yeah. year. Uh, you've got a few guys in common. You've got Mantiply. You've got Ginkle. Um, Some pretty solid guys that they could count on last year. Yeah, right? but those were like those were all the best guys. That's they what had, I mean. That's right? what I mean. And obviously, Mark Melanson would have been there. The injury takes him out of the running. But yeah, I don't want to make it sound like the Diamondbacks went out and got uh, you know some star closer or something. But it's a different cast of characters, and uh, I mean, we'll have to see how that cast of characters does. There's certainly no guarantees there, but. It's not like the D-backs are rolling out the same bullpen in 2023 as they had last year. And you also have the fact that uh, someone like Miguel Castro, for instance, looks very, very good uh, he does. this spring. And he could develop into not only the closer based on this opportunity or this situation, but he could potentially be the closer of this team for the future, right? He's a young guy. It's possible. So, uh, um, For next year option no a mutual option yeah one of mutual, the two you know something like that uh, it's an option of some kind there's an option there <laughs> there's options but uh no updates from tori lovello and carson kelly yet uh, lovello said they don't expect to have a timetable for weeks jesse did talk to carson he was wearing yeah. a gigantic uh like what his like, his like splint thing it's not a cast i don't know yeah. it's a splint of some sort uh it was electronic it had a power button and a light on and I didn't really know what that was for. Carson also didn't know what that was for. <laughs> I, I asked him I if it does his dishes. No. He disappointedly said it does not do his dishes for him. So, uh, yeah, high high tech equipment. Is it like a weapon? None so if someone know. tries to break his arm again, maybe that's what it back? is. Yeah. yeah, maybe if somebody tries to like fist bump him or something, yeah. then it uh, I don't know. It like fires like uh, a pepper bang spray flag at you comes or something. Out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it is. That's I need what a it bang is. flag. Uh, but uh, yeah, we don't know for sure. The team is not given an official timetable. Uh, but we talked about you can do some research on on this injury and no. and get a sense of it. Um, six, six, to, six, six weeks before you're feeling uh, good again, like not feeling discomfort any yeah. longer, which that's one thing that was really sad about the interview with Carson the other day was you could just tell how much pain he, he was in. And he's just, he said this, it was the most pain he's ever been in. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, and he's a tremendously nice guy. So it did not surprise me that he stood there in such pain giving you guys an interview which is i mean just hopefully wild. he's not in as much pain i'm sure he's still it's in what pain, the little robot box is for <laughs> yeah right right just uh, pain med injections right I think into it's the bone gonna be uh we we did ask him about some specific time frames and he somewhat sort of confirmed could be six to eight weeks could be eight to ten weeks wow. i think anything between six and ten weeks is a pretty realistic idea yeah. but the team hasn't given an official timetable yet and then we looked that up on the orthopedic website that said that it takes at least like three months for it to fully heal plus that plus you know so even even if he uh is back in that time frame there's still some i'm still i'm sure there's still going to be some caution uh and and he probably won't get the reps that he would have uh once he returns anyway he'll probably ease him back into it yeah hopefully by that point gabriel moreno and the other catchers kind of have uh, held the fort down for him and maybe can even be producing at a level that makes it so that we're not missing Carson so it's much. It's going to be fascinating, man. If if Gabby Moreno's hitting 315 or something in the middle of May and Carson Kelly comes back, is it like, all right, Carson Kelly, you're the guy. 
I've seen them do it before. I, I've seen I don't them do know. it before. I don't so, know if they could. Yeah, I when know. When you you're trade right. Dalton Varsha, when you trade one of your best, if not your best position players for a guy and they start to produce at the big league level, it's going to be tough to it's be like, all right, you're point. a backup again. It's a fantastic point. But, I don't know. Uh, make sure to check out Jesse's article when it drops on uh, his roster predictions. His It's the third edition of the roster predictions article. Um, and might also, be the last one. Might be the last it one. Might be. We don't have a lot of time left before maybe, opening day. Maybe, I mean, Squeeze the, one in on the night before. Yeah, maybe yeah. next week right before opening day I'll drop, I'll drop one more. But we're getting pretty close. We're getting to the point where it's like, yeah, we've kind of like the – the the players in question have have done what they've that what they were gonna do uh in in these spring training games and it's at the point where it's up to the Diamondbacks to decide correct uh, um, one more scoreless inning or you know at this point I don't know if the numbers are gonna mean much except for maybe Jamison and Nelson I still think that their last outings before opening day uh <clears throat> might be the determining factor for all we know and and what decision the team makes. Don't miss any of the stuff this guy has uh, going on by getting yourself a diehard membership over at gophnx.com. You get ex- uh, exclusive access to all of our newsletters, all the content behind a paywall. You also get free merch from the phnxlocker.com, as well as 20% off all future purchases. You also get members-only merchandise, members-only invites to events, members-only discounts with our partners, and so much more. You also get access to our members-only Discord lounge. And, of course, uh, you get to be a part of the PHNX family. Join us. You get discount on events, too, like our upcoming PHNX Tea Party, which is happening tomorrow, a.k.a. my birthday party. I'm taking it over. I'm making it my birthday party. So make sure to join us out there at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. If you haven't already gotten a ticket, sign up. Get one. Maybe come down. Maybe we'll sell you one at the door. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't want to be making promises like that. But uh, it's my birthday, so I get to do what I want, and I'll get you in. Uh, Also, you're right now listening, watching, enjoying the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to that channel. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, leave us a thumbs up. It's my birthday tomorrow, so I feel like you should like you should have to do that. Uh, and also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate your feedback. Uh, and if you're looking to end your night in the perfect way, grab yourself some Four Peaks beer wherever you get your beers. Uh, make sure to check out the wide variety they have to offer. I know there's not a lot of time in March left, but we got like a weekend, week and a half, a little bit less, a little bit more or less. Yeah. So make sure uh, to check out their spring training tours over at their 8th Street Pub. They have a wonderful uh, tour of their facility. Uh, we've talked about the ghosts. We've talked about making the beer. Maybe you can ask them how they make the beer and steal their recipes. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying that you should go out and try to sell Four Peaks beer once you've stolen their recipes, but just make it for yourself. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Just ideas on how you can maximize uh, going on the spring training tour out at the A Street Pub. But they're also going to be having a draft party for the Arizona Cardinals. New coach, new GM, and the Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity for the Arizona Cardinals and the best place to take in this pivotal moment. And the rest of the NFL draft on April 27th is at the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. So put it on your calendar now. Make plans. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy their beer and enjoy responsibly. I think the Cardinals are tanking, aren't they? Tank season? Is that Yeah. According, yeah. Uh, to, me, we were sitting with the Cardinals guys uh, the other day out, out at a restaurant. And they told us that the Cardinals have won one game. At State Farm Stadium in the last 18 months. Uh, I did. I, my mind was blown by that, mostly because I've watched every single one of their games. And I don't know how I didn't already know that, but one game in 18 months, 
You're not going to get that with the Arizona Diamondbacks, that's for sure. You, I mean, you better be there on April 27th for the NFL draft because that's the only fun thing that the Cardinals wow. really have going on. It's like right that's now, their only so. win. The only W <laughs> they're going to get is at the draft. I mean, the Diamondbacks were in a similar situation not they that are. long they ago. They are. So well, look at us now. Look yeah, at us now. Yeah, now. <laughs> we still suck. Well, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about uh, World Series contention yesterday, Derek. So we were, and I uh, refused to. I refused to go down that road with you. Um, <laughs> but we do have a guy that has a bit more experience when it comes to championship games now in the Arizona Diamondbacks, and that is our very own Merrill, the mainstay. Merrill Kelly is back, uh, and he commented today a bit on his experience with the World Baseball Classic. He really seemed to enjoy himself, and Jesse actually asked him a bit about what. You know what what he would what message he would bring back to his teammates in regards to this and what you know how does he want them to feel about maybe if they get the opportunity to do this in the future yeah i think everybody in that clubhouse shares the same sentiment i mean if you if you're a baseball player at this level and you and you really love what you do i don't see a reason why you wouldn't be a part of that um the games that i experienced or some like any any other games I've ever experienced in my life. Um, you know, I pitched in the the Korean series in 2018. Uh, that was 30,000 people in Seoul, but I mean, it doesn't even hold a, a candle to what these games were. Um, and I think when you add in the mix of countries versus countries, and you know, best versus best, there's a whole different animal, whole different aspect of of what it means, of what each pitch, each each at bat, each inning, um, really means to each and every guy. Um, and I'm very grateful. I'm very fortunate that I was able to participate in in it. Uh, I think you know. I think there's a lot of guys out there that if you know some of the guys have talked about. I think there's a lot of guys out there if they would have committed to it, then I probably wouldn't have gotten the opportunity. Um, and I definitely recognize that, and I don't take that for granted. Um, but it was an experience that I've never been a part of, and, and maybe never get to experience again. But I'm I'm forever grateful and, and honored that I was able to experience it. I like his I, I like his appreciation for it, and I, he's right. I think he's right. I think it's a very accurate self analysis, right? He said he probably wouldn't have gotten this opportunity if other guys would have agreed, That's fair. right? Including his own teammate Zach Gallon, that we know was approached about being on Team USA. Merrill Kelly probably Classic. wasn't uh, probably wasn't the first phone call they made, right? <laughs> right, and I mean then then it goes to that like how. How, how does your ego take that hit? How do you kind of bounce back yeah. from that, that knowing that they kind of wanted you but didn't didn't really want you, but whatever. But, you know, one thing you broke down was of all the starting pitchers, Merrill Kelly actually had the best numbers in 2022. Yeah. So he wasn't yeah. exactly like – he wasn't exactly a, a throw-in because they just needed no. a warm body. You know? I mean, Merrill Kelly had a 3.37 ERA and threw 200 innings last year. Uh, I popped into uh, the chat from our friends over at CHGO White Sox the other day. They were talking about the WBC. Uh, of course, they were talking about how Lance Lynn was, of course, the best pitcher that Team USA had. Um, <laughs> and and I don't know about that. I mean, if you look at 2022 numbers, I think Merrill Kelly was yeah. was the better pitcher. You look career as a whole. I I maybe would understand where they're coming from, but. Yeah, Merrill Kelly is, I mean, he's not, not a scrub. I, I mean, he very much, I think, belonged in that situation. Very much so. Um, but, yeah, but he also, you know, if the DeGroms and the Scherzers and those guys were willing to participate, then it's a different sure. story. Sure. And, and that's probably but not that an could, opportunity he would have gotten. That could be said for Adam Wainwright or any of the staff, to be honest, right? Maybe, maybe 10 years ago, Adam Wainwright. Yeah. Be, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. That man 
I don't know how he does it. He's Derek. an ageless wonder. He's ageless wonder, much 41, like myself. Forty-one years old. Yeah, I oh, yeah. And here I am. It's like Derek Monte keeping up with the you. Bump for Team keep, USA. Keep, keeping up with you. Um, Merrill, though, the one thing we talked about during the watch party was Merrill. Like it was, it's almost like we made out his his outing in the championship game to be a disaster, which by no stretch of the imagination. And am I saying it was a good outing? But yeah, Merrill Kelly has been known at times when he does have a bad first inning or second inning to bounce back and be able to lock it in, right? Uh, and he actually was asked about being pulled from the championship game, and I thought he gave a very Merrill Kelly answer. Uh, it was very honest, but he expressed that he was not happy about being removed from that game. Yeah, um, obviously not happy about it. Uh, I mean, you guys know me well enough now. I don't, I don't like to come out of games, especially when it's the second inning in a one run in a one one ball game. Um, you know, I, ha- I had confidence in myself that I could get a ground ball and, and get a double play and be out of that inning and still be one to one. And you know, you guys have seen me getting plenty of jams before um, and get out of them. So that was kind of my mentality. It was a little surprising when I saw Dero walking out to the mound, but uh, I recognize that it's you know it's the nature of the beast in a tournament like that. You got to do what you think you got to do to to win that one game because there's there's obviously no tomorrow. Um, but obviously, I wasn't happy with it. I was. You know, I had comp- like I said, I had confidence in myself that I could get out of it and still go a productive three, four, five innings, whatever we needed. Um, but like I said, it's it's uh, kind of what you sign up for in, in that type of situation. It's, he's got to do what he's what he thinks he's got to do. Jesse Friedman, as manager of Team USA, were you pulling Merrill <laughs> Kelly out of the game at that point? Yes. <laughs> Me too. I'm, Me be, too. <laughs> I'm just going to be totally honest. Uh, it was a one and done situation, right? It was right? a do or die baseball game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if the Diamondbacks were uh, in a game seven of the World Series situation and Merrill Kelly's on the mound, uh, you know, and he's got, I think it was three walks at that point and inning in a third into the game. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to consider like you don't have any margin for error here. Team USA had a, a bunch of pitchers available, uh, not starting pitchers necessarily, but on on the reliever side, they certainly had enough arms to make it through. And they did have a good bullpen. As yeah, as, they have a, a bullpen of a bunch of a bunch of stars, basically. So yeah, I, I understand where Merrill's coming from, and I think any major leaguer in any any situation where they're being removed from the game, they're never going to come out and be like, "Yeah, I well, you know, I'm glad they took me out." Like, yeah, like, right, Mer- right. He's not going. Nobody's going to say that, right? <laughs> right. Nobody's going to say that. So yeah, and, I, and, I would. That's the decision well, that I would have made. Though. And I mean, I don't know if everybody's going to say I was mad that I got pulled out, but I think that what he said is uh, pretty relevant. When not he on said, the record, at least. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was saying like, "You guys know me. You know that I like. We know he's Merrill the mainstay, right? Like, we know that this guy is consistent. But in in a ball game like this that ended up ending three to two the the margin for error is so small that you can't you can't mess with you know leaving a guy in that might not have his best stuff that night and i understand that but i also understand that not everybody is going to feel the same way that jesse and i do about the pitch clock uh merrill kelly it's you know what's funny about this is like the pitch clock is almost becoming one of those like hot button topics where you don't even need to be talking about the pitch clock for the pitch clock to come up and oh, uh, yeah. it, it did hear in Merrill Kelly's answer about his enjoyment of the WBC as a fan of baseball. Uh, but he immediately saw an opportunity to say, maybe we wouldn't have gotten a moment this special if the pitch clock was part of the WBC. 
Yeah, I think that's you know people. I think we're begging for that from the start of the tournament when they think when they knew that Trout and Otani were both signed up. I think everybody who's a baseball fan um, wanted that situation, and it just so happened to be in the ninth inning in a three-two game. Uh, I don't think you could have probably written it up any better. Um, one of the thoughts actually that was going through my head while all that stuff was going on is is how are we possibly going to put a pitch clock on a situation like this? Uh, was honestly one of the thoughts going through my mind in that situation because it, it's. The drama of that is, is you can't really replicate it, and especially if you put a, a time on it and uh, have it have it be over a lot quicker than it was, I think mm -hmm. is going to be an interesting pill to swallow for a lot of baseball fans. Um, I think the anticipation of each pitch in that at bat was was part of what made that at bat so special. Um, so I'm interested to see how we how we handle that moving forward. But it was definitely for a baseball fan. I think for regardless of what country you're from what country you were rooting for. If you're a baseball fan, you were rooting for, for, for that moment. It's like he was just seeking an opportunity to take a dig at the pitch clock. Yeah. And he found it, right? Uh, <laughs> is he being overly dramatic there about that? And the reason why I say that is we have already come to love and 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 basically pray to pray to the pitch clock. <laughs> the, pray, the pitch clock is our Lord and Savior. Uh, but uh, people that aren't, on on board with this obviously they kind of bring up the same stuff right and this is kind of it's 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 a great point it's an absolutely outstanding point by merrill but i guess i'll i'll ask you do you do you think he's right uh do you think that this mess this moment would have been less forget forget how it would have impacted the game or if the score would have been different or anything else just this moment between otani and trout at the end of the game would it have been impacted and less joyful if a pitch clock was causing them to basically rush this moment a bit more than they were taking in it mm. that they did in this game. I I don't think it would have made a big difference. That's that's my that's my first thought. Um I know that baseball especially late in in postseason games and big moments, I feel like it is kind of a thing to to slow the pace down maybe a little yeah. bit if you're the pitcher. Let but, let that crowd kind of yeah, be a part of it and like the moment sit kind there of, in the moment yeah. and and you know not feel like you have to rush at all. Um, so I, I understand where Merrill's coming from for sure, but I don't think that the Otani trouted bat is any less epic if Otani throws his pitches just a little bit sooner. Yeah. Uh, we I actually agree. had some fun during our, our watch along and I used my stopwatch as a pitch clock <laughs> just did. to test out at yeah. certain points in the yeah. game. Like how, how close is the, is the pitcher coming to actually doing what they would have to do under the pitch clock. It was a few um, seconds here and there. I mean, it yeah, really I mean, was. when Five I tried seconds. it, I don't remember who was on the mound, but when I tried it, they literally had a violation every single pitch. Every single threw. pitch. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do it at the end of the game because we were all locked in on Otani and Trout. I wasn't, uh, He's not wasn't I wasn't really in the mood. It's <laughs> He's a, not that much of a, to, yeah, of an I, I wanted, fan. I wanted to just take that moment in with everyone else. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think it would have a big impact. I still think that that moment could be every bit as epic, uh, even with a pitch clock. Uh, and and those of us who've seen it a lot know that it's not something that you notice. It's not like Otani gets the ball back and he's and he has to go right away. He has two seconds when he hits the mound to deliver the pitch. It's not like that. It's just a little bit sooner than than some guys might normally go. And, and from a visual perspective, I don't think it really even occurs to you. Merrill even brought up that he doesn't feel like he's going to have any problems with the pitch clock because he already works relatively quickly, yeah. and we've heard that out of some of the other guys. Well, we were curious to know because Merrill has been away from the pitch clock for quite a while yes. now. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, man, he's going to come back, jump right into it. He's going to pitch one game before the season starts. 
how ready is Merrill actually going right, to be to right. play under these and new almost, rules? You know what he almost sounds like in that clip is somebody that's not really familiar with it. You yeah. know, because oftentimes <laughs> we get approached by people that have concerns who will tell us that they haven't watched a game yet with the new rules, so they don't know how it impacts the actual game, but they'll bring their concerns about why it would be less enjoyable or what they don't want to see changed about the game they love. And I understand that, but that's kind of what Merrill sounds like here. It's what yeah. Tori sounded like a bit when we talked to Tori about the bitch clock, to be honest. Tori kind of has the attitude of like, we have to do it. So there's no, like, I can't, I can't even have an opinion on it. Like Tori acts like, what's the point of having an opinion when at the end of the day, we're going to be forced to do it anyway. So he's almost trying to take a positive approach and get himself on board and make sure the team is on board, make sure everybody understands we don't have a choice in this. This is happening. So we will accept it and and we will abide by the rules that MLB has put into place. But yeah, still, even then, his tone is that of like he doesn't feel like dealing with this. I was about to curse <laughs> uh, with this stuff is what I was going to say. <laughs> Caught myself. So end of segment two. Still no curse words. I'm proud. Um, but anyway, this is a fascinating experiment. It really is. It's here. hard for me. I'm dying inside. <laughs> going to explode. But uh, Alec Thomas. Another participant in the World Baseball Classic. We caught up with him today. A uh, very fun moment in the clubhouse, which uh, we will have for you. Uh, we'll, we'll get it out to you. We'll on get it out to you in some way. Yeah, for sure. It was basically Geraldo Perdomo uh, interviewing Alec Thomas about <laughs> what uh, words in Spanish he learned and and what phrases he's learned. Specifically, curse words. It was, yeah, my, it was yeah. my understanding. Yeah, uh, yeah, for the most part. Perdomo but. was curious what Alec Thomas yeah, picked up. He wanted to his, know what uh, what dirty words he learned while he was <laughs> gone. But um, Thomas did express that he feels like he might be a bit behind. Uh, in his preparation for yeah. the season due to the World Baseball Classic. And he sounds like he's pretty happy to be back at Salt River Fields getting locked in for the regular season. <laughs> I think it was pretty all over the place. Um, the scheduling was a bit off and rushed a lot of the time. So um, definitely didn't get a chance to get in the work that I normally would, you know, in spring training. And um, I'm glad that now I get to actually focus in on you know, my routine and stuff that I've been working on in the offseason. Because uh, when I was there, it was just like, all right, we're going to be here. We're going to take BP. That's it. No, barely any cage time, no machine work or anything like that. So I was just pretty much just go out there and play. So um, and that's what we did. <laughs> but I, you know, I think I think I understand that, especially with how. Yeah. If you've ever seen, like, they have a board of their schedule for the Arizona Diamondbacks during spring training. It's a video board, and it's updated every day, and it's very detailed. Like, what field they have to be on, what group is where, at what time, and it's down to, like, 15-minute, 30-minute increments. Like, they know exactly where they have to be, and their day is filled for them. I think when they go to World Baseball Classic team, it's probably lax. It probably doesn't have that same you know, feeling of spring training and, yeah. you know, I mean, what we see on the field there of the guys kind of being joking around e with each other and having a good time is, is probably a bit indicative of what their, their preparation process is like. Yeah. I mean, once the regular season starts for the D backs, their, their day to day is going to look very different than it does right now. There right. are things that you yeah. do in spring training. There are drills that you run in spring training that once you're playing actual games every day, you kind of back off those things. So uh, Alec has basically been in in yes. regular season mode, or yeah. really more so in like a postseason mode 
uh, you know, not necessarily playing games every day, a little bit of a lighter schedule um, while he's been with Team Mexico. So it'll be interesting to see if it appears to affect him at all once the season does start. Does Alex seem like he's, you know, maybe a, a step behind where where he would have been in some ways? Um, but my guess is is it'll probably be fine at, at the end of the day. And I, I think Alec is fundamentally sound. And, you know, uh, we we saw him playing center field. He played a pretty darn good Man, center field for did. Team Mexico. Oh. So And it was um, it was electric with him and Randy out there and just everything yeah. that they had going on. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I think they're the the one thing about it is you do get used to a certain kind of like I don't want to say like they tell you where to go and what to do at all times, but I feel like with the WBC, you had to be a little bit more self-disciplined and maybe a little bit more. Uh, well, they just didn't do. I mean, as he talked about there, it's like we're going to go hit BP and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the game starts. Then we, and then we then just that's play, it. Then we play baseball. So <laughs> uh, shout out to Brett Johnson for being late. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. We're glad you're here. He said he had to get some wows, of course. Uh, Respect. And it's MLB The Show release night. You're damn right it is. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. I have to wait five more days, unfortunately, because I have the Xbox Game Pass, and it launches on March 28th. Mm. So there's a gap of me just being sad without baseball. But Poor choice on your part. It's there. all right. I got the other one to keep me, uh, keep, keep me satisfied until then. But something that I don't have enough of to keep me satisfied until then is our friends from OGs and their wonderful edibles. So uh, I will be picking some of those up on the way home, and you should probably do the same. The one thing that I have been talking to everybody in this office about is sleep. There is one thing that none of these people do enough around here, and it's sleep, especially this guy. Every single day. Oh, I got two hours last night. Oh, I was able to piece <laughs> together a four-hour night. Last like, night was good. Last oh, night was man. Good. It's, it, it, like, I could not operate uh, in the same way that these guys do. And the reason why I get such good sleep, OG Sleep Edition gummies. Uh, they are live. They are active. And they are available at dispensaries all around the valley. Uh, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 or over to enjoy. And, of course, uh, it's all about the CBN. THC makes you happy, makes you feel good. CBN puts you to sleep, and it helps you stay asleep. And more importantly, the one thing about the Sleep Edition gummies is, uh, of course, they're delicious uh, with the Aquaberry flavor. But once you get on track, it's it, you're back. You're like, I felt like I got myself back on track, back on a track of being able to sleep a full eight hours per night without waking up in the middle of the night, without getting up to go check my phone or, you know, of course, with the, check the numbers for this show. I obsess about the numbers for this show. That's why we ask you guys to watch it and follow it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but uh, of course, with all that going on in my brain in the middle of the night, I most of the time can't get a good night's sleep. But now I swear to God for like the last six months ever since we have had the sleep edition gummies in our lives uh i've been getting a better night's sleep and you can too uh and of course make sure to check out uh all the all the wonderful edibles that ogs has to offer and of course what else do you need to sleep once you got the sleep edition gummies a bed and you can get that from morefurniture.com uh you can get all sorts of bedroom furniture living room furniture do you need maybe maybe a couch bed so you can fall asleep out there and then take it to the bedroom later whatever you need 
Uh, I I love falling asleep on my couch. By the way, like not a few times. Oh man, I mean, it, most people. Oh, it's falling asleep on the couch. It's a bad thing. Not to me. Not to this guy. Mm, I love falling asleep with the TV on. Some baseball on the TV. Falling asleep sideways on the couch. Let's go. One uh, of my college roommates literally fell asleep on the couch every single night. See, that's annoying when you like l- like when it's a roommate situation yeah. because yeah, then you're like was. you're like <laughs> I want to sit on the couch and watch TV now and now it's your bedroom. I mean, right? to be fair, he generally didn't show up until around two in the morning okay so we all right we weren't exactly keeping similar hours at that point but uh, i get it i get it well you can say big regardless of where your roommate is sleeping or where your significant other is sleeping uh by buying the best furniture in the valley over at morefurniture.com uh and maybe buy them a bed so that they don't sleep out on the couch anymore i don't know uh before we go we have one more weird very weird thing that continues to develop when it comes to Diamond Sports Group, aka Bally Sports Arizona, uh, Bally's with apostrophe S, and uh, Major League Baseball. According to a report, Bally's with an S, apostrophe S, not Bally Sports, has agreed to a deal with Major League Baseball to broadcast all 120 minor league team games for free on the Bally's, apostrophe S, U.S. casino app. It's very important to understand this because it's very confusing, right? Again, if if you are new to this, Bally's has casinos. Bally's used to make pinball machines, okay? So that company basically offered for for a fee the the, the naming rights deal with Diamond Sports Group where Diamond Sports Group could use the Bally name and the Bally B logo, that cursive logo, uh, to basically named their regional sports networks for Diamond Sports Group as Bally Sports. So it had nothing to do with the actual streaming industry themselves. Nothing they, at they all. Just, they well, I mean they just threw their name on yeah. Diamond Sports Group streaming service. And their focus right now is hotels, casinos, and a casino gaming app where you can gamble online. Now, uh the casino app is where you will be able to watch 120 minor league teams baseball games this season. Kind of a bizarre place to watch it minor is, league games. It is. And not only <laughs> download the Bally's Casino app. Bally's Casino find... app. It's different because you you probably already have the Bally Sports Arizona app or the Bally Sports app that's on your not, phone. That's not the that's same. That's not one. the one you're gonna find it on. So we're trying to let you know now. It took me, Espo, and Jesse hours to figure this out, even with an article that was very confusing that I don't think the person writing it even had it figured out. But <laughs> while you will be able to gamble on MLB games on the Bally's casino app and on other sports and other things you will not be able to gamble on minor league games which is not allowed i don't believe anywhere allows minor league gambling um but the big question is why would they do this why would bally's casino app even get involved anymore in this fiasco uh in any way shape or form well I mean, I have a theory. I don't what's know your, if it's what's right. What's your theory, Dave? It's I'm speculating here. You got to put the tinfoil hat I'm on. Gonna, first. I got I need one of I need one of Espo's tinfoil hats, but <laughs> Diamond Sports Group has absolutely ruined the reputation of Bally's mm. and nobody, most people don't know the difference between the two entities. And that's why lo- allowing your naming rights to go to some company that you have no idea how they're going to perform or what's going to happen with them. Well, they probably thought they had an idea. They probably thought it was going to be a great <laughs> they thought move, it was right? Gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, this is great. We get all the benefit of people thinking we're the ones behind their regional sports networks without having to do any of the work. It's a it's a win-win. 
or it could end up being a lose-lose, which it currently seems like for Bally's when you when you talk about Bally's in the context of the sports world. Bally's still has a vested interest. Diamond Sports Group might go the go go away. I almost did it there. It might go away forever. <laughs> we also might see Bally Sports Arizona and all the regional ones go away forever. But the company Bally's is still going to exist, and their name and their reputation has absolutely been ruined through this process. So to maybe save face, maybe they're providing yeah. baseball in any way they can, and they worked out a deal with MLB where it's going to help grow the game by us being able to actually watch minor league teams for free, streaming whenever we want to on an app. That sounds like a win. You know what I mean? But Bally still has to try to – do everything they can to re repair their reputation because why would you go gamble with Bally's when you hate them for what they did to your regional sports rights or that like if they don't broadcast the Diamondbacks games anymore there are going to be people that are mad at Bally's just as a whole and won't have anything to do with them any further so perhaps this goodwill move kind of helps people to forgive maybe it helps them to maybe understand that Bally's is a separate entity I don't know I don't know this yeah. would be like me giving the naming rights for like a taco shop to, to my my name to that so they call it the Derek Montia taco shop but then they run how, it how much do you think they would pay to put to to put your name on their taco shop oh i'm not even i'm not even prepared at this time to release that information because there might be people <laughs> what are your what are your rates there might Derek? be people watching right now that <laughs> want to negotiate that deal and i'm not just going to give that away uh, <laughs> but the bigger point is is how my reputation could be ruined should that taco shop that i allow to put my name on it just be terrible sure. in every way right like they're just gonna say think derek doesn't know how to make tacos and i will not stand for that because i know how to make tacos <laughs> what do you think i mean <laughs> what, do I, what do i think of you putting no, your name I on know, the taco i was stand. gonna say what do you think of my tacos that's what i was gonna get to no <laughs> well i haven't what, tried your tacos oh yeah so you're gonna so far to. everything i've made for you guys is good and you know it but uh <laughs> bally's what what do you think about this situation and how what, uh, bad what, it is what is most interesting to me is just the fact that minor league baseball games are going to be free. That's like I think that's, that's the big story here. To be honest, that's right? pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool, and that that's kind of the thing here that I'm that I'm most interested in. I believe that MLB.tv also has a thing this year that's new where you actually get access to all the minor league games through MLB.tv. Mm. So if you if you pay the 150 bucks or whatever it is for MLB.tv, then all the minor league games would come with it. Whereas in the past, those were like two separate things that you had, I think to, you had to pay $30 extra a year for the Something premium like package, yeah. package after you already had right. the, the MLB package. It wasn't like super, super expensive to add the minor league games. But it's in just there, but more money that you don't really yeah. need to pay considering you have access to all those baseball games for the major leagues anyway right at that point yeah so i mean this is kind of odd in that i mean that, that was kind of a, a big benefit for mlb.tv this year was that not only are you going to get all of the the big league games that you want but you're going to get those minor league games thrown in now you have bally's coming in and offering all of the minor league games for free anyway so uh i don't know how the mlb.tv folks uh feel feel about that necessarily but in the grand scheme of things all minor league games being freely available to uh to baseball fans everywhere is very exciting uh it's something that i got into really for the first time last year it's it's enough baseball really to watch diamondbacks games every single day right during the season if you're a fan of this team it's a lot more work to to watch you know three or four minor league games that happen pretty much yeah. every day too 
but it's but it's a lot of fun. And, you know, you don't have to go in and watch every game necessarily. But if, you know, Brandon Fott's on the mound or uh, you have a rehab assignment or something like that, there's a lot of good baseball uh, to watch down in the minors. And, and I think it's great that that's going to be available for people. I know we're going to have a blast watching all the teams that we haven't had a chance to watch. Maybe we'll have watch parties just for just mm-hmm. for uh, the sod poodles. I'm, I'm right? watching every calf fries game, every calf fries <laughs> game. I'm watching proudly with my burnt orange hat on, and I'm going to watch the, that team uh, and all of their fun innuendos. But Jesse, they're not the only one with fun innuendos because mm. I have fun innuendos too. And as talk you guys about know, your dinosaur costume, again? well, look, the other day <laughs> when we were doing our watch party, I was going to put on, uh, as some of you saw. Uh, Roman the Dinosaur, which we lovingly named my costume. Uh, It's me riding a patriotic Tyrannosaurus Rex wearing an Uncle Sam top hat. It was very whimsical. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, And, of course, what I was going to do was when when Team USA was down late, Damon and I had decided he was going to be the rally dinosaur. I was going to throw him on. We were going to pick Team USA up. And we even blamed the loss on the fact that that didn't happen. But why didn't that happen, Jesse? It didn't happen because in the big moment, Roman, uh, the dinosaur, couldn't perform. Roman mm. couldn't get up. And to be honest, uh, he, was much, uh, he was much harder at times. Uh, but when it came down to a pivotal moment of the night, uh, Roman just couldn't get the job done for me. And that's why I need the real Roman. And that is our friends over at Roman.co. Uh, Roman uh is going to help you get a better sexual life. Roman is going to help you perform when the game is on the line. When your team needs you, Roman is going to be there for you to make sure that you are ready for the moment. And uh, Roman not only has a digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain that hard, strong erection we're talking about, but we're also talking about products like discreet wipes uh, and testosterone uh, assistance that men with low T to help your testosterone get back to levels to normal to help increase your libido. Uh, they offer a testosterone kit. And if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low testosterone. You don't have to worry about any waiting rooms. You don't have to sit around here with a bunch of people watching you while you're watching the World Baseball Classic game. Uh, you can uh, go right into this digital experience from the comfort of your home. And if the medication or uh, testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging. It won't come in a uh, red, white, and blue box like the dinosaur I purchased did. Uh, It won't be very noticeable. And, of course, uh, you will have everything you need to get your sex life back on track. So to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to row.co slash phnx to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash phnx. (sighs) Yeah, that's... That's not pleasant. It's really for a shame that, yeah. that Roman the dinosaur didn't come through I'm, for Team USA oh, on Tuesday. Man. We're still around the office. We're fully blaming the dinosaur for. They're for they're, team they're USA mad about it. They're mad about game. it. But yeah. see, that's the thing is you can never predict when uh, you're going to go flat. You can never predict mm. when you're not be able to get it up, and that's why we got Roman. But uh, we also have Game Time, and Game Time will make sure that you don't miss out on any of the events that you want to go to. I know FOMO is big around this time of the year. There's lots of fun stuff to do. And who has money to buy all of these tickets? Who has time? To, who, who knows if they're going to have time to go to these events? So, of course, if you want to wait till the last minute and save money, you can do so with the Game Time app or at GameTime.co. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy your tickets last minute. 
And the best way to support uh, support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So we thank you guys for doing so, and we hope you guys get to go out and watch uh, some spring training games. There's no time left. There is, there is this is through through Sunday. This is an Sunday emergency. Is the last if you want to see Salt River Fields, which is Jesse's favorite place to be. He loves Salt, Salt River, River Fields, Fields so, so much. much. It's lovely. Uh, make sure don't to love get the those traffic. Tickets. Don't love the traffic driving no, from Salt no, River Fields we don't to downtown. Not no. going to miss that drive no, in the afternoon. Not at all. The facility itself is gorgeous. And these days, these beautiful days that we have outside, yes. we're going to miss. So make sure to enjoy. Go outside right now. Live life a little bit. Uh, touch grass, if you will. But uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. I'm only going to be 41 for like six more hours this guy over here is forever going to be a young child uh you can find him at jesse n friedman uh damon is at damon dog that's d-a-w-g our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys so much for joining us on behalf of these guys and myself we always appreciate your time and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you just learn to accept the pitch clock.